one, go. Hello, Bruins fans, and welcome to episode 63 of Bruins Beat, brought to you by CLNS Radio. I'm Mike with Joe and Jason, as always. And uh, before we start the show, I want to say that this show is being sponsored by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient in recipe delivery service in the country. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Uh, some important notes about Blue Apron is that it is affordable. Uh, for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-proportioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. It has a variety of meals to choose from. It's flexible, easy, and guaranteed. Do check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredibly home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash bruinsbeat. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. And guys, I, I know last week I was uh, it was definitely a lot to talk about with Bruce Cassidy uh, being hired, Claude Julian you know, being fired than being rehired. And there was a lot, lot, not a lot of games because of the stupid bye week, but the Bruins finally played and the Bruins are back. And I want to say, as much and the Bruins played a really, really, really good game in San Jose, especially after being coming back out of the bye week. Teams out of the bye week were like 3-12 and 3. So the Bruins will obviously won that game in overtime, and the Bruins are one of four teams to win coming out of the bye week, which hasn't been an easy thing to do. And uh, we talked last week about how I was worried about that, but Man, the Bruins played a tough San Jose team. I don't think people realize how good San Jose is because we don't see them all that often. They're a good team. They have a lot of good players. That's a solid win for the Bruins. Regardless of whether it was in overtime, I don't care. As as we said on the show before, the Bruins just need to keep getting points. And they weren't doing that earlier on. And to go into overtime against a team like San Jose and to get the victory on a set play on the faceoff, which seemed to be a set play, obviously, if uh, it's – which. There seems to be more set plays under Cassidy than Julian. And I'm just loving the way the Bruins are playing. They seem energized there. It's the first win out West Co- in the West Coast trip in two years, by the way, too. I don't know if you guys are aware of oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, they were, they were 0-8 in their past uh, eight games out West before they just beat the Sharks on Sunday night. Well, that was that was with Claude. But, hey, I mean, San Jose, second-best wreck in the West. And uh, they were 18-7-4 they were at home, so... Not a shabby win at all. That was very – I actually, like, it's been a long time since I actually – well, the Montreal game, and I would say this game, I actually got animated and yelled in, in – not in pain or aggravation, but actually in joy. Yeah, it was like – like when, the, when San Jose scored, obviously, the, like, Brett Burns with the shoot on net, deflected off someone out front and went right to Patrick Milo back door. And you're sitting there, you just go – like, I like I was literally I was like, oh, such a bad bounce. Like, I was literally, like, aggravated. When, like, earlier on in the year, I was just like, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I was actually into the game and aggravated and, and loving it because the Bruins were playing so good, and I like the way they're playing their style of play now. It's just it's – just, I know it's only four games, but they've won all four games. They haven't won four games in a row since we, we were talking before the sh- we started the show. Since what? At least at least last year. Even I, was even, on, I was even on the show last year, so actually not at all with me. So – now I feel good that I'm not a bad luck charm. So, um, <laughs> I mean, honestly, but Mike seriously, Jason, they four, it's four games, but they they look like a totally different team. Well, they played two. I mean, I know Mont, 
Grand Montreal and, and San Jose has both hit a kind of a rut right now, but quality wins nonetheless because the Bruins cannot couldn't win at home. They won three in a row at home, home cooking, if you will, with Blue Apron. Uh, and then also they won a great game in San Jose. So if they split the next two. This is a successful road trip. And then, you know, it, like I said, this is all playoff hockey to me for the remaining games because outside of, I think, um, Carolina, everyone's in the playoff hunt right now in the in the East. So they cannot keep their foot – they have to keep their foot on the gas because they go through three or four-game losing streak, they're toast as far as I'm concerned. You know, I think they got to keep it going. Yeah, I definitely agree. they got to keep it going. And – like you said, because of all the points they left on the board, and I think because they were playing so bad earlier on this year, that they put themselves in this predicament. But like you said, Joe, before we started, before we started the show too, is that the Bruins—they're in the playoff picture. Do you remember before the the bye week, we were talking about how they have a tough stretch of games to play yep. in February and March, and we talked about the bye week and how other teams are going to start catching up to them, and the Panthers are on a, a blazing. Right yeah, so we'll talk. We'll, we'll touch on that in a few, but. They're like you said, Joe. You just wanted a playoff. You, we were worried they were going to be in the playoff hunt, and they still are. And that's something to be happy with, excited and about. Excited about because we, us three, all thought they were dead meat. It probably a month ago. Back to your speech. And we said that we were going to have to go on one of these stretches where they. I, I don't. I know. I'm like mind blown. <laughs> I can't even. Oh, happy I can't days. even fathom what, the, what. I can't even fathom what's going on, but. Like you said, we we said that they needed to go on one of these tears to get even remotely close to the playoff picture, and that's what they're yeah. doing. But like you said, Joe, it's progress, but they need to keep it going because this is where they are right now. Every game is pretty much a playoff game. So, you so you lose, is... you are out of the playoffs. You win, you keep your positioning. But that's what happens when you when you leave points on the board. This is what happens when you actually decide to, as a GM and a president to get up your ass and make a move and – you know, shake up the team a little bit. Something they should have done probably after last season. But you know what? It's neither here or there now because this is the thing. They get a – you know, Mike and Jason, I think it's right now it's – they make the playoffs it's gravy because, right, you know, they put themselves kind of in a hole before. So if they play, if they play hard to the end and they miss out by one or two points, I will feel good about the future of this team because I, I think Cassidy is communicating with them. I think he wants the run the run and gun kind of offense. Let the kids make mistakes. If they, you know, if you're doing more good than bad, then that's okay right now. Tuca looks energized. I think he was as being a big huge Tuca fan. Yeah, he I think just he's let, just letting them play. He's yeah, I, I think they were just done. I was they just saying he's, he's letting the young guys play, and it's great. Coming from one of the biggest Sorry, Joe, Tuca I critics. I was letting you guys go at it until I felt like talking. Um, coming from one of the biggest Tuca critics, me, I'm impressed with Tuca's play, especially in the San Jose Sharks game on Sunday, which I didn't yep. watch, but I listened to it on the radio. I was fighting another illness. Who would have thought? Um, and you could hear on the radio just how impressive he was and how you know how good the Bruins looked, even though they were coming off of a bye week, their first game back. And I wasn't expecting them to score a lot of goals, but to see that they actually won the game when they weren't yep. favored to win that game was very impressive. What yeah. I will say is that, you know, this is a debacle on management, but what I have noticed is the fact that the Montreal Canadiens have begun to slide. So all these teams are catching up to Montreal, so who knows? It could, it could be Montreal missing out on the end if Montreal continues to slide. Could be. Absolutely. I mean, this, that divi- the one team I cannot get over is Ottawa. Like, what the hell? 
Ottawa's playing great. Yeah, they came, but they, they came out of nowhere. But the Bruins still have three games against Ottawa to play, so the Bruins have a they chance. Do. Nice. It's great. I mean, they don't Montreal, so they can't. They don't play them anymore. I think what uh, it's actually a good segue. Uh, who's who? They get? Do they have Florida again, or are they done with them too? I'll check into that while you guys are talking. I think they have. I think they have Toronto and I think they have Toronto and Florida each one more time. Okay. So they gotta take care I of. Could business be mistaken. I could be mistaken about that, but I, I I'll have to look into it more. But uh but that, back to Jason's point, like everyone, like the, just about how the team looks different with Cassidy. It's like Tuca looked great on Sunday. Maybe the the bye week did him some service too. But uh, I feel like ever since the they got rid of like, Julian, Rass has been better. Krejci's been better. Uh, Spooner, they moved Spooner, to Spooner, and then they they have a new form line of. Uh, Krejci, Pashnik, and Slark. They, yeah, they're, they're, they're dangerous every time they touch the ice. I feel like they always have the puck in the offensive zone. They're always creating chances. They haven't been scoring as much as you'd like from that line, but they're right there. Yeah. Right All right, guys. This is how important these games are in the next few months. From the, what, the way this is playing out, we have three games against Ottawa, two Ooh. against Florida, two wow. against Tampa Bay, one against Toronto. Yeah, and I'm not adding Detroit in there. This is how yeah, that's yeah. how important these, these next two months are for the Bruins. You gotta win. I'm not really worried about Detroit in Detroit no, and Tampa done. Bay right now. I'm not, but I would be careful because Detroit's been Tampa Bay's been known to get hot late in the season. He's even Buffalo's in it. I mean, think about it. So I mean, you can't take anyone for granted right now. I mean, at all. No, I, I you, you definitely can't. Take, I'm not trying to say you can take them for granted. I'm just not worried about them right now because of. I'm just. I think the Bruins are better than them, and the way they're playing right now, I think they're showing it. But like you said, Ottawa's been playing really well. Toronto's been playing well. The Panthers are on fire right now. Uh, Montreal's starting to slide, but uh, they're winning tonight. Uh, you, you just. So I mean, uh, it's just. Well, I'm not gonna worry about. I'm, I'm just gonna worry about the teams that are right around them right now before I start worrying about like you know Tampa Bay and Detroit because I feel like the Bruins always play Tampa Bay and Detroit pretty well, anyways. Right. So yeah, true. I'm, I'm gonna worry about the teams that are right around them. Yeah, Ottawa, I'm worried about Ottawa because, uh, as we know, how they Ottawa's going to be big games, um, and we know how they played against them last year. So they need to take care of business, especially at home. You know, they got to they gotta play good at home, man. We can't drop many, much, many more games at home, period. Because, you know, luckily they went on that three-game winning streak to go over 500, but Jesus, it took, what, almost late, late February, early March to get over 500 at home? That's terrible. Yes, but I have to wonder if part of that's on Julian's system, that Cassidy's oh, yeah. style helped with the way that the Bruins are playing, because that's the way that the Bruins players should have been playing in the first place. I mean, you, you this should is hear, deb- like... This, well, is still, this is still a debacle from the upper management. This, The well, upper management the and, the, and the players for not showing the effort for Julian. The coaching you know, change definitely has given energy. Hey, you guys ever think about what Cassidy was thinking with Julian, like... He, he probably, how could he even buy into this when he's like the complete polar opposite approach wise? You know what I mean? Like he was probably getting the nudge, nudge, wink, wink from Donnie and uh, Cam going, "You're gonna be the guy. Don't worry, you're gonna be the guy." I just I don't know, know if it was from them. Donnie. It was more Cam. I don't know what took them to so long. I, I don't know what took them so long. Julian's just, contract. Well, yeah, well, that too. Now, luckily, I think the reason why they let him talk to Marshall, if they had any balls, they say no, but they didn't. So they, they, you know, they want to get out from underneath that contract. So, because now Marshall picked it up, right? I believe they got they gave him. It's just interesting to me. They kind, they kind of did say. Sorry, guys. They kind of did say something about like um, 
Julian's style of coaching too. When uh, when Neely was on with uh, Felger and Matt, he was saying how like Julian cared too much about the matchups and like the the forward defense yeah, matchups yeah. compared to just playing the game. And I think okay. Cassidy's just telling his guys to play and not worry about who you're playing against or worry about shutting someone down. I think he's just worried about you guys go out and play, execute the game plan, do what you guys do. You guys are good hockey players. You guys are in the NHL for a reason. But I feel like Julian was playing more structured, which kind of limited players like Krejci and Spooner and guys like that who have more skill. And I think that's why you're seeing a difference with the Bruins at home and even on the road, too, because they're just playing their game. They're not worried about making a mistake. They're not worried about being defensive, defensively responsible. They're not worried about, you know, where they need to be on the ice at all times. I just think this is what, we, this is what we've wanted, a change, something different. And, and this is what Cassidy's doing. That, they said that, you know, Cassidy, like I mentioned before, I love his expression, err on the side of aggression. I love it. I love that. You know what? It, it's, it's, it's all good right now. It's, it's all good right now. It's, it's just the best expression that, that, it's the best expression that, that a coach has come up with in a, in a long time. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I mean, that's what, that's what the fans want. Like, the fans want to go to a game, right? Even if they lose, they want an exciting game. They don't want one of these these snooze fests that have been at the Garden the last two or three years. It's just been – it's brutal. Like, I was at that Blackhawks game. That Blackhawks game was going – you just knew. It was The impending doom was creeping in that the, the, the Bruins were going to just lay over and die in the last few minutes, and sure enough, they did. So now you don't know what to expect. Now it looks like more they're going to run and gun. They're mixing it up. They get us excited. Something different. It's different. We've been talking about this for months. Give me something different. And they finally gave it to us because basically they had no choice. It's true, and, at, and right and at one point I said I was about to root for this team to lose, but now that they've made that coaching change, how can you not root for them? And now you have to wonder, so trade deadline's coming up shortly. Are they going to be buyers, oh, buyers or sellers? They definitely have no choice. I, don't, I, I, don't, I still don't want to I still don't want to make – I want to leave the roster as is right now because right now I think this is a dress rehearsal for next year to see what guys are legit and which ones are not, and then they can clean house of all the you know dead wood. So I don't want them to do anything. I don't want to trade any draft picks away. Any of those kids they drafted a few years ago for the, the Mazaros of the world, the Stepniaks and the John Michael Lyles. I don't see them know. trading anybody. That's the thing. When you heard that news about Colorado and they've said that, you know, they're not talking to Colorado anymore, I've already kind of seen that happening. That they're gonna, I could see the Bruins standing pat. I couldn't see them trading Lance. away any of their major players. Don't want Lance Scott. Thank you. No, thank you. Don't want him. Don't want him. I want to see what Carl does. I want to see what McAvoy comes up next year. I just... Now yeah, I'm also like, I'm trying to make a trade right now too. I want them to stand pat. Like you said, Joe, evaluate what you have. This is this is the evaluation period. Yep. And like you said yeah. earlier, making the playoffs is crazy. Yep. I mean, you weren't going to make the playoffs two weeks ago. Now you're you 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 got a good snip at it. But the thing is, we got to see, you know, these young kids what they can do. Uh, we got to just say some of these young kids can't do it by the end of the year. Like Jimmy Hayes, hopefully they're going to cut him loose. I'm praying to the Lord above they they cut him loose because we got. Did you see the goal that Spooner scored the other night? Jimmy Hayes missed that net by about 40 miles. And thank God Spooner was there to tap it in because that, that, that just typifies, exemplifies how bad he is. Like, are you kidding me? You couldn't even score, you big lumbering oof. oof. It's like a big ox. Jeez, he, he is so terrible. God. And even in the wide open approach of Cassidy, he still sucks. He got an assist the other night, but, you know, Blind Squirrel gets a nut once in a while. Hey Joe, it was a it was it was his hundredth career point. Hundred career point. He only has a hundred more 100 points. Hundred career points, Joe. He's how many years has he been in the league? 
four or five. Yeah. So he's averaging a big fat. He's gonna get. He's gonna get two hundred this year. I'm pretty sure that uh, you know. He's gonna um, get two hundred this year. Oh god, he sucks. Let, let's not even talk. I can't believe. Yeah, he, you wait. Next year he's gonna be hundred. Next year he's gonna be hundred points. He's gonna be hundred point scorer next year, Joe. I, I'm telling you right now, Cassie probably doesn't want him in the lineup. But Donnie and uh, Cam are like, we're paying him a lot of money. We gotta keep him in the lineup in case someone wants to trade for him. No one is trading for that totem pole. No one. He still blows. I don't even want to be negative because this is a really positive time right now. But he is the only island of negativity in the sea of positivity. So let's just nuke that island and move on. Anybody? I got nothing. It's on you. Oh, I don't know. You guys are like, are you guys even there? <laughs> you pay the bills? I guess we didn't pay the bills. Um, I don't know. I just, like I said, we don't, there's, there's not too much to talk about because there's only been one game since we spoke, but, um, <laughs> but uh, they got the, they got the some du- players that have, have responded. Hey, if so- oh. yeah, Toronto looks great, Spooner's, uh, you know, uh, well, I was going to say, go, you're the floor, Michael. Oh, Mike, everybody? you have a connection issues? Yeah, he's been cutting in and out. So we'll just go try again back. I um, I'll build off of his point for him. Um, I think he was I talking about you know players that have been playing a lot better. Yep. And on that, I will say you know Ryan Spooner's played better. Backus. Backus has improved immensely. Archie. Yep. crazy has been great. Yeah, I mean Marshawn and Marshawn Berge have been pretty. Uh, uh, it been pretty good. Uh, Mike just said that he has the Jimmy Hayes Wi-Fi <laughs> dropping off and uh, basically dropping off in production uh, and effort, just like Jimmy Hayes. Um, the defense has been great. Uh, I, I don't know. I just can't. I wow. I mean, so they've won six three, four what four three. I was going to say that the last two games they've given up like one goal. Boys, yeah, Between the Canadians and the uh, Sharks, and those are big games. Yeah, and those are good teams, you know. Um, so Anaheim is coming up next, and then they also got uh, L.A. and they got Dallas. So I'm just checking out Anaheim right now. So Anaheim's in a playoff spot, 72 points. They're also as good as San Jose at home at 18-7-3. The L.A. Kings right now are not in the playoff picture, but they are – yeah, not pretty, uh, not not too great at home, but that's something that you know Bruce could take away. Dallas, you know what? Look, look, the Dallas Stars, man. I since Sagan got traded to Dallas, how many times did make the playoffs? Twice. They haven't got out of the first uh, round. Last year, once. Well, no, they went. I what, was that the year that they played Anaheim and blew that lead? No, that was a couple years ago. I thought they had a uh, no, you're right. It might have been twice, but he was in. He yeah, was injured one twice. of those years. But they are so loaded. And they can't get out of their own way. They're minus twenty eight point differential when you have Jamie Ben and Sagan. Do they have Spezza still? They have Spezza still, right? Yes. So they they're just pff, that team sucks. I mean, wow, that that's a disappointment. So you know, as you look at it, we got Joe Morrill, they got Sagan, but we may make the playoffs, they may not. <laughs> Which is scary. No, it is. Is that are everybody out there? Just uh, Jason, you might be watching. So everybody's asking what my hat is. This is the. Uh, well, actually, I'll let you guys guess. Keep someone knows already in the uh, the chat room. If you can guess what this hat is, uh, Jason and I will uh, sign autographs at Blogger Blues for you for free. 
But that's not exactly where you plan on doing that. That is pretty. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> not much. There's not much value to that. But you know, I, I have nothing to give away right now. We need more sponsors <laughs> and give more stuff away, guys. So if you know anybody that wants to sponsor us, feel free. Blue Apron's awesome, but we will take more. The dragon. Oh, we definitely take. So is um. Mike still in purgatory? Uh, are we gonna be able to find him or? Mike's back. I'll get him back on. Michael is back. Yep. Anyway, so I mean, this West Coast trip here with Dallas. Uh, let's take care of business. Then they go out to Western Canada in a couple weeks. So this is gonna be uh, not up a shut up time, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Right now, I just got Mike in. Mikey back. Michael. Yeah, I had the Jimmy Hayes Wi-Fi there for a second. Yeah, Jimmy Hayes He's Wi-Fi. back, no, guys. So effort. back. To- Back to your point, Mike. You were talking about players that were improving. Yeah, I was t- so I was talking. Yeah, because we were obviously talking about uh, Solarik and Spooner and Vetrano and all those young players that were improving. The one player that doesn't seem to be benefiting from uh, Cassidy's changes, Matt Bolesky. And oh, yeah, he's oh you've scratched. heard news about that. Yeah, Bolesky's been scratched two of the last three games, and I kind of had a rant about Bolesky a few weeks ago about how I thought he was one of them. I thought he was an overrated signing. At the time, I thought it was going to be good, but it just seems like he hasn't worked out here. And I mean, it's about for, it's for not, $4 million, he was worth the risk to see if he would work out or not. Yeah, well, I'm he's, not, not. I'm not, like, he's not working out now. and I'm not, like, I, I, th- I don't want to be a hypocrite because at the time, I, I liked the signing, and I, but he just doesn't seem to be working here. And that's, and it seems that he could be that's on his way out. And it's okay if he's on his way out. I'm not going to be upset, but I just feel bad for the, the player and the guy because, you know, he, he came here to win. He doesn't. Like he loved he he pretty much embraced the city when the Bruins signed him. So I feel bad for him as a person, but like his his he's just not getting it done. On the ice. Well, well, here's the thing: cutting out, Mike. I I think it's time for maybe a change of scenery for him. Well, if Hayes is getting playing time with Leski, he must be that bad right now. But you got to keep in mind too: he was playing on a line in Anaheim with Getzlaff and Corey Perry, right? That's when he had that huge playoff, you know, and then they gave him all the money in the world. So I don't know if you guys remember that video I sent you, that Bruins recap video, that hilarious video. They're talking about, you know, uh, bad signings, and they mentioned Bolesky in that signing. And I have to unfortunately admit, too, even after he came back from the injury, he's just not that much. But Jimmy Hayes hasn't either, so I don't. they should both go. <laughs> well, I think, you know, Bolesky still have value because of his contract. So Bolesky could definitely still trade, and somebody would probably want him. Yeah, I mean, we'll go back to Anaheim. Yeah, there's something you're gonna get. I don't think you're gonna get much for him, but you could definitely try and trade him and get something. It just just solidifies how many bad NHL moves that Sweeney's made. Like every single one have been terrible. Not like remotely, like, like any value. Like all of them bad. Going through them, Hayes terrible, Stepniak and Lyles terrible, uh, Bolesky terrible. Um, Kevin Miller and McQuaid re-signed both of them, even though they have scored. Now they look like Paul Coffey and Bobby Orr out there, but still terrible. So all of his moves there have just been awful. Thank God he drafts well. I'm not going to – and I'm going to kind of, for the moment, I'm going to defend Kevin Miller because I've actually liked Kevin Miller with that Colin and Miller line together. Kevin Miller with an A? Are you kidding me? He's Not with an A. Not with an A. I just say I like that pairing. In his name, get it? With an A. Oh, Kevin okay. With an A. <laughs> it's okay, no. bro. It's but, um, you get I, like the, I like the defensive pairing. I think that they work well together. Right. I mean, and like, you know, what, what's amazing and finally good, you know how they always were bitching and moaning that they need a puck-moving defenseman? Well, 
They never moved up. They never had the guys move up to try to move the puck. Now they're doing it, and everybody is a puck moving defenseman. Chara scored. McCoy scored. Kevin Lowe scored. Krug is passing pucks up. You know, a three quarter ice to Marshawn. Look at what goes on if you just play 2017 NHL hockey. You're not back in 2005. But that's why I, when I said it a long time ago, and I mean last year, a long time ago. The Bruins need that change in style under Cassidy because Cassidy was making it work in Providence. The yeah, Providence really. Bruins were excellent with Cassidy being there for a reason. And you see this in the NHL, these younger coaches from college and AHL coming up and succeeding. Right, give me examples. I'm not really sure. I'm not Dave, saying the line. I'm just not sure. Dave Hackstall out of Philadelphia last year. Philadelphia is still hanging in there. That's changed. Um... I'm not sure if too many other names. I, I know Hextoff. Well, Mike might be cutting out again. Mike, can you hear me? Yeah. Mike is on the. Mike, Mike. Yep. Yeah, I, we're gonna hear you, Michael. I think you're on the Jimmy Hayes dial-up now. <laughs> I think he's on AOL. Mike, I, I get might off the be. Phone I'm not sure. The what, internet. I'm not sure what's going on here. <laughs> I know. That's why I keep yelling at her to get. I keep yelling at her to do that. Ma, meatloaf, ma. <laughs> I never know what she's doing back there. You know what's great? I never know what she's doing back there. We, we, we can have technical difficulties right now. We don't give a F because times are good. This is unicorns and cat, cotton candy for real. I'm not really paying attention to the uh, difficulties at the moment. I'm just kind of going with it. I guess that's what oh, I get oh, for taking yeah. that pre-show. Yeah, for real. This is all good, man. Joe, I'm actually... You're, you're, Joe, I'm kind of mad at you, though. Sucks, Michael. Sucks. My Moving computer mic to my house, somewhere right? where Wi Fi is closer. Why? Why are you upset with me? Oh, man. What? <laughs> wow, this is a debacle, Michael. You, you poor know, kid, Michael. <laughs> You're in the Sea Town. You're in Charlestown. You should have some good interwebs. He should. Um, me and Jason wrote it. We're like we have indoor plumbing out here in the outback, and you can't even get any internet in the city. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. I got perfect internet, but that's because Jason, Jason still uses an outhouse. He doesn't have indoor plumbing, and he has the internet. Hey, I'm not that much of a hippie. <laughs> you're out. Who are you out in Templeton? Close enough. Yes. That's yeah, it's like a hippie town. town. That's in Ar- near Orange, right? Garner? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'll be passing. I'm going out to Amherst in a couple of weeks, so I'll be passing you away from Route Two. Oh, please uh, do. <laughs> yeah, my wife went. To, my, my wife actually went out to UMass Amherst, so I know that area pretty well. Um, anyway, so while Michael decides to um, uh, basically just drive to my house from Charlestown because it'd probably be better than him trying to use uh, the Jimmy Hayes Wi-Fi. Um, let let's just be let's just be grateful. Like, is it, if there's any season ticket holders out there, if you could just tell us if you've been to any of the three wins about the actual energy in the the building, I, I could feel it like through the television for the Montreal game. That was like. Holy crap, we're like back to the good old days. Like the place was rocking. Because I went to that Chicago game, and you think the original six, Friday night, everybody get all lubed up like Tom Brady likes to say. That place was dead as a doornail because everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop. So it's actually good finally to see that the guy is rocking a little bit. But you see, even, you know, like I said, even if the Bruins just miss the playoffs, as long as they're putting in this kind of effort to finish out the season, yes, and they're fighting for Cassidy's drop, I can live with that because of the changes that the Bruins management made the changes because what the Bruins management will be showing ownership is that, hey, 
but we made a change. There was a definitely response, and this is good for the yes. future for the team, which yeah, is absolutely. huge. So I can accept it, but I think that, you know, they're, they're going to cut it close. They have a lot of big games. Those Ottawa games are huge. Yeah, oh, yeah, for sure. Here's the, the deal. Yeah, if they go in, like, if they're playing, you know, there are teams out there that are going to play that are better than them, and they may lose. But if they put an effort in every night, that's all I wanted. That's all I wanted. I didn't want 20 minutes. I didn't want five minutes. I didn't want 59 minutes in, in, in 25 seconds. I wanted 60-minute efforts. And if you lose 3-2 to because you're not the better team, that is fine with me. That's what no. our blue call city, right? That's all we want. We want effort. We just want yeah. you to try. We want you to get your lunch pail and try. We don't want you just, like, sulking, complaining. Even Tuca, I mean, he was sulking, doing his complaining, you know, you know, um, Claude taking shots at the management back and forth, like, just like a soap opera. This is like an original six hotbed of hockey, the hub of hockey, and we do not need all the baloney. Just play hard and let's go. And you know what? What I love too is I don't I don't hear any of the Claude sacred Claude people out there going. We shouldn't have made, we shouldn't have fired him. I don't know, Cassie. See what happens when winning winning shuts everybody up. Usually does. Mike, are you there? I don't believe it. I think Mike's lying. I think he's like the Loch Ness monster Sasquatch. He doesn't exist. Mike, can you hear us? Wow, Jason, you know. It's okay. We'll hold on. We'll we'll get we'll make it through. The J and J connection and the M always make 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 you know screws it up. It's always the J and J. So uh, let, let's ask any people. Any people in the chat have any questions for Jason and I until Mike decides to um, you know crank up his uh, computer like a you know a 1924 Model T. Yeah, I know. So, any questions? Anyone questions? Cotton candy. I love cotton candy. It's very good. Um, let's see if Hadobin, I, I think he's going to play one of these next two uh, games. I think he's probably going to play against LA. That's my guess. Let's see if he can actually win a game. Tim Schaller. What do you think about Tim Schaller, Jason? I barely notice him. He's uh, not that impressive. So he hasn't done a whole lot? Someone wants JVR. Uh, I don't think Toronto's going to trade him because they're still in the hunt. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they're going to trade JVR. No, uh, The backup situation. Well, the backup situation is uh, frightening. I mean, Doby did win uh, his uh, start under the Cassidy era. Let's see. Doby Mike, played you there? Game, right? Mike? This is just, you know, we have to lay Michael off. We're going to lay you off, Mike. Match for you. the week. Jimmy hates you. But anyway, the backup goalie uh, – if Hadobin can win against, I think he's gonna play. Yeah, can you guys hear me or no? Yeah, you kind of a little bit, a little bit. That's fine. I understand. Michael, you just, you, you know, I'm not mad at you. You just, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> so, someone from the chat, Mike, if you're still there in Never Neverland, and he's gone. Okay, he's gone. so and he's gone, just like Claude. So anyway, let's go to Claude a little bit. So Claude's first game is with Montreal. He goes to Winnipeg. They, I mean, they play Winnipeg. They lose three to one. And Jason, I don't know if you saw any of the. Uh, they actually had a bunch of people go to the first practice before that game, losing their mind for Claude. He goes in, and plays his typical, uh, you know, trap game, garbage game. They lose three to one. All you see in the Marshall papers, oh, there's a silver lining. They're doing well, and all this like, oh my God, the apologists. Now the sacred Claude's up there. My God, what'd you think of that? Well, you kind of knew it was going to happen when it came to Claude and going to Montreal. and They were going to lose that first game, but it is what it is. Montreal's on a slide. 
we're going to see what Claude can do and if Claude can fix that team because they've been on the slide the last two years at the end of the season. So it's two to two ranges in Canadians right now in uh, MSG. I can see the uh, Canadians absolutely losing that game. Senators are winning, which is not great. Maple Leafs are losing, which is good. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching. There's no doubt about it right now. And uh, L.A.'s playing. The uh, L.A.'s playing. I think Anaheim played last night. So, I mean, the Bruins are still getting their rest. And the other teams still have to play games the night before the or the day before that. So, the Bruins have the rest. So, they, there's no reason they should not bring the effort against Anaheim tomorrow night. I just sucks. It's 1030 at night. Predictions for Atlantic playoff teams. Okay. Ottawa, Florida, Boston, Buffalo. Oh, Buffalo, my God. I'm, I only think there's going to be three teams from the Atlantic. What do you think, Jason? I could, I agree with three. I could see it being Ottawa, Boston, and possibly either yeah. Boston or Montreal. Well, let me, rephrase, let me rephrase that. It's going to be Ottawa, Florida, and either Boston or Montreal. You think Montreal might fall out of it completely? Yes. Because right now... The thing is, the Rangers are a wildcard team. They have 77 points, okay? So um, they have, like, literally a 11-point or even 9-point lead on anyone from the Atlantic. So there's only three teams come from the Atlantic. Yes. No, it's going to be one of those, it's gonna be one of those five. That's well, the best sorry, I can give card. you. Wild the wildcard is going to go to the Metropolitan. Yeah, that yeah, the other wild card could go to Metro. So yeah, I mean, because uh, what well, you got the Islanders right there and Philly's right there too. So it's gonna be a dogfight for that last wild card spot anyway. Uh, Sens are looking good, but goaltending is suspect. I don't know how there isn't. Uh, how's um, Craig Anderson doing? Isn't he the guy there, or is he? I know he had some. He is the guy. He, his wife had cancer, but he has been back and playing well. Yeah. All right, so Mike, the only thing he doesn't want to laugh. You too, get your bags. All right, so Mike has pulled up lane. Uh, he has a uh, he has Jimmy Hay Jimmy Hayes Wi-Fi. Uh, he just got basically Matt cooked internet wise. So um, that's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> so we'll probably go. What you know, this might be a little shorter show anyway because there hasn't been a lot of content um, because they just played. But uh, if we have any other questions from the chat, let you know. Feel free to throw them out there at us. Uh, I think Montreal is going to be in trouble. I don't think they're a good defensive team, and Carey Price is playing like garbage. So if he doesn't, they go like. Remember last year, Jason Carey Price got hurt, and what happened? They just imploded. Montreal collapsed. Although the younger goaltender uh, looked good, I like I yeah. like Condon. Yeah, yeah, and they got they got rid of him, so he's gone. Yes, it did. But um, I, I liked him. He was impressive yeah, when I he came back up. Did he go to Did he go to Pittsburgh? Uh, good question. Mike looked that up. Respond on Joe's page. Kid. He's the one that beat us in the uh, Winter Classic. I remember that so nicely because um, I was there in that hot garbage of a game that was. Uh, what's the deal with Price and the police? What? Price and the police? I didn't hear anything about that. Did you, Jason? That's, new news, on, that's new news on my end. Unless some guys, some, someone's playing some April Fools on us in the late February. Carrie Price. Here we go. I'm going to look. Police. Has anyone seen the post today on Facebook about something going on with Price off ice and the video was involved somehow? Wait a minute. I'll go on Google. Carrie Price of Carrie Price of rest. What is this? No. No. What is this? No. This isn't Carrie Price. This is someone else. Oh, that's definitely not Carrie Price. <laughs> Some definitely vagrant. Carrie Price uh, video. I don't know if anyone has a link. Please share it because I don't know what the hell's going on here. 
Videos of Carey Price. Carey Price leaves warm-ups early after Paul Byron shot. That's 12 days ago. Carey Price snaps at practice after shocking rooms of incriminating video surface. Ooh, hello. Okay, that's interesting, but I don't know the entire thing, so we'll have to respond to that one next week. Now we can, well, you know what? We have time right now. We can always, you know, I'm always open to crapping on the Canadians. I mean, that's <laughs> what we are as Bruins fans, right? So I did put that in the, uh, Jason, I put the link in the chat. So this is what Carey Price, so I'm looking at hockey feed. I'm looking at the same link. Actually. Price has been linked to an incriminating video from a bar Montreal and has reportedly dispatched an attorney to take possession of the video. However, ooh, however the man who broke the story, Claude Poirier, had has stated on 919 Sports that he has received confirmation from multiple police sources that this is indeed a case. Although, again, how police are involved is a mess still seems unclear. Now, according to a report from RDS, it appears that Price is showing signs of frustration at practice today. Maybe this is why he isn't playing well. Let it go to give an event. We still don't have details. Something's clearly not right with Carey Price. Oh, well, look at that turmoil. Hey, Claude, good thing you got involved in that. Wow. No, that, that's interesting, but it's, you know, it's not proven to be true just yet, so. Yeah. I'm not going to make my opinion known until they prove something to be true, because you, you hear all these things over the media, and. Yeah, well, you know, Mike, I mean, Jason, I mean, you know, I think it's time for people in Boston to call 911 right now. I think it's time to call 911 and carry price. You know, we, oh, we I... get called. Zidane Charmos gets arrested because he actually threw a hockey hit. This guy's, like, got some incriminating videos. I don't know what that means exactly. This could be really bad. It uh, could Matt, be, Matt, but nothing's proven yet. So. Oh, I know nothing's proven, but this could be a big candidate. If they, if something happens to him, ooh, they're in major, major doo doo, la doo doo. Yes, they do. are. That is true. Okay, what else can we talk about in the next five, ten minutes? What do you think? What we got? You guys want you want to start predictions? Yeah, why don't we just do we do a quick show tonight because, like we said, there isn't much to talk about besides. Hashtag Cassidy forever. We'll do predictions. All right, let's do this. Okay, so we're going to look at the schedule. We are got, going to look. And I, I think believe we got, three we games. Anaheim. Well, we got Anaheim, Kings, and Dallas, right? Yes. All right, I will let you go first, Jason. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0. Um, no. We know what you want to go. What are your picks? 3-0. <laughs> Anaheim, LA, and Dallas, 3-0. Oh, God, that, I'm so dumb. I am blonde. I, I apologize. I, I am going a little great, too, but that was the dumbest thing I ever said. But anyway, okay, so you go ahead and go 3 0. Don't mind me. I'm kind of senile and old. Um, I am going to go with, let's see, I think they lose Anaheim and then they beat LA and Dallas. So I will take that 3 1 road trip all day. And then they come home and play uh, Arizona. What do you think about Arizona? I think they beat Arizona. I have Arizona. If we if we record on Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm gonna pick Arizona automatically. So. So we. So you say four and zero. Yep. And I'm gonna go three and one. So that is not a bad run. And you got to keep in mind too. That, you know, they went. The Bruins went three. Had a three game winning streak and then lost two games in a row with Claude. So basically, they've won seven of the last nine. Pretty damn. Pretty good much. Right now. So this is the epic run that we needed them to go on, and luckily for them that Toronto did not, you know, you know, blow up the world, even though uh, Florida is. So, so basically we're gonna just wrap this up. If I'm gonna do a quick um, Lagapalooza plug, so wow, look at God, we share the same brain, Jason. I know. Um, 
and it's quite awesome. Um, so uh, all you uh, Boston Bruins bloggers out there, podcasters like myself and Jason and Mike, when he decides to have internet that doesn't suck, um, on the 25th of March at the Causeway Restaurant Bar right across from the garden, the harp is here, Causeway's right here. We're going to have a networking event. If you are a sports journalism major, sports marketing major, what have you, you know, 21 plus, one of the local Boston schools, more than welcome to come as well. We're going to have, um, we call fanatics.com, which actually powers the NHL.com uh, site. So you can learn how to actually monetize your content and make some money. And hopefully we're going to learn a little bit about that too, right, Jason? A little bit more about getting some more sponsors. Um, also, Share a Sale, which is the actual platform where uh, they, they have all the different uh, merchants that you can make money off of. I actually, you know, you probably see some of the Bruins items I actually post in our room. Uh, you know, I do make a little money off that, but uh, I like to share the good stuff with y'all. Um, and also going to have Nick Gelso, the godfather of CLNS Radio family, will be there talking about how he went from a restaurant tour to basically the kingpin of podcasts. Uh, so it's going to be great. A lot of networking. We're going to have raffles, some good stuff as well. It is free. So check it out in Eventbrite or go to boston.sportsbloggapalooza.com. I'm going to put it right in the chat room. I'd love to see you guys. Even though if you guys are fans, you want to come by and see Jason, myself, and Mike. Because the funny thing is, neither of us, not, the three of us have not even met before. And it will be the first time we have the uh, the dream team, if you will. Together. And it will you know, it'll be a great picture opportunity. You can tell your grandkids about it. You know what I mean? That you met JJ and M. Yeah, and prediction is which girl does Jason bring with him, right? Just kidding, Joe. Oh, <laughs> oh good in the hood, boys and girls. All good. But let's say let let's just be happy, Jason, that this is actually the real era of unicorns and cotton candy. This is a time to be happy. If they lose against Anaheim, they put in a good effort uh, tomorrow night. That's fine. Uh, I am not going to bad effort. Is anyone if anyone stand for the whole game, feel free to update me in the morning. But I am not because I am old as shit. Oh, poop. Sorry. Put <laughs> that up. Stuff like that happens. It is live TV. Um, anyway, so we want to thank everybody. Uh, I want to thank Jason. I want to thank Mike. I want to thank Mike's internet provider for uh, actually uh, making Mike silent for once. Yeah, which means, which means I have to take over Mike's role, thank you, Mike, of saying this. If you want to find us on iTunes, you can find us on iTunes at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. You can find us on CLNS Radio. On our website, you can also find us on Facebook when we post on Facebook on Joe's page. You can find us on Twitter. And yeah, I have other things we can find us. Um, Joe, what's your podcast? What's your uh, Twitter handle? Big Bad Bruins eighty eight. What's your Twitter handle? Mine is at Jason Buckley ninety one, and Mike's is Mike is a uh, at Mike set up. I believe eighty eight. Wow, I'm awful. No, I think his is uh, Mike's Internet Sucks. I think that's what that his is, actually. But we'll figure that out. But we want to thank you all for joining us. Uh, we're probably going to be on perhaps – probably going to do the off night, either the Monday or the Wednesday after the Arizona game. So let's hopefully the Bees put on a good run here, and uh, let's, get, let's get close to that playoffs. Let's go Bruins. Go Bruins.